Hey, y'all. I'm Jordan Gill, host of the System Samey podcast. More entrepreneurs are seeking freedom and flexibility, but how does that really happen? Systems, of course. I'm lifting the hood to my successful life-first business, sharing strategies and thought-provoking prompts to how your business can accomplish the same for you. Let's get it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the System Samey podcast. I'm Jordan, and I am a really excited to share a few tidbits around this idea of entrepreneurial endurance, right? So kind of how to sustain your business long-term. And I want to preface by saying that if you decide or, or determine that being an entrepreneur is no longer a fit for you or is not a fit for a season, that's totally cool. This episode is not meant to shame you or make you stay and do something that you are not interested in doing anymore. This really is to shine a light on people who, again, believe that they're going to be in business for a very long time. And I want to encourage you in that thinking because it's very similar to me. And I thought it would be interesting for you to hear the kind of mentality that I've had to build for myself to stick around and stay in the long term and not give up, right? Which again, I'm not saying giving up or quitting or making a decision that is for the betterment of your life. If you're leaving your business, I'm not saying that that is bad or wrong or shameful or any of those things, not even a little bit, right? Everyone everyone's life decisions has nothing to do with me. And I just keep it that way. Like I don't, I don't ever have the mentality around, Oh my gosh, if she's quitting her business, like that means I should quit my business or, you know, Oh, I would never do that. Or none of that stuff, guys, there's, there's too much going on in life to where, you know, we all are doing our best and no one is really paying that close attention to you. Anyway, So there are three kind of core beliefs that I've had to adapt to, not had to adapt to, but it has definitely made my life a lot easier, but three truths that I've had to adapt to and remind myself of in order to stay in the long game, in order for myself not to get burnt out or tired or all of that stuff. And while there are definitely moments where I have to reset or I have to adjust or pivot timelines, et cetera, because it's getting close, you know, that, that is just part of it. And I also will preface by saying that I don't, I am not an endurance person in any way, shape or form. Okay. I did one half marathon Back in 2011, it was actually the New York Women's Half Marathon, which was so fun. And at Central Park in New York City, it was awesome. My mom and I went. And it was the first and the last time I ever did a half marathon. So I just am uninterested in most things that require endurance, even in dating, which I guess none of you asked for this, but... (laughs) Like in the sense of, I don't, well, let me preface this. I didn't because <laughs> I'm married now, but I didn't have the mentality that like really any of my boyfriends or any of my dating relationships were long-term. 
Like they all seemed very fleeting to me. They were good in the moment. They, you know, were able to provide me what I needed to have provided in the time that we were together or talking or whatever. And that was it. Like I never got attached. And actually Marcus and I were just talking about that um, the other night because, you know, I just was like, whenever I watch movies or TV shows where people are like, Oh my gosh, like he was the one that got away or, Oh, you know, the lifetime movie where you like go back to your roots and your hometown and your old high school boyfriend is there and you fall back in love. Like I didn't have any of that. (laughs) Like there's, there's none of that like regret or even experience where I'm like, Oh, like, that person was the one, or I really like wanted to be with that person. I enjoyed people for sure. And I like, you know, learned whatever lessons I needed to learn in those relationships. But when I met Marcus, like it wasn't immediate because that's just not how I roll, but it was much faster than ever before that I was like, Oh, dang, like I should pay attention to him. And maybe one day I'll share the story of when I knew that I was going to marry Marcus. And it's a very silly story that (laughs) will probably make you laugh, but maybe I'll share it at the end. Um, But I want to get my points across (laughs) that are more prevalent to what I'm wanting to talk about. So number one business kind of mentality that I had to adapt was that pivots happen and they're going to happen over and over and over and over again. And that doesn't mean that I'm doing anything wrong. That doesn't mean that I'm doing anything bad. And that doesn't mean that, you know, my business is going down the toilet. I think a lot of people have this kind of shame around pivoting. And actually there's a really great book by my friend, Jenny Blake, uh, called Pivot. Um, If you're in the middle of one, I highly encourage you to go and read that. But I... I used to think that if I had to pivot, if I had to pivot or if I wanted to pivot, that that meant that I was a bad entrepreneur. And the longer I've been in business, the more I realized that that is not true. People are having to pivot all the time, whether it's pivot your messaging, pivot your business model, pivot your team, pivot your whatever the case is. And that's that's part of having a business for a long time. Your business is going to have so many iterations and adaptations and that's okay. And not only is that okay, that's a lot of times necessary, right? I don't think there's a lot of businesses that have been the same since the beginning of time. Like you even think about like Coca-Cola, right? And how, yes, they have had Coca-Cola, the drink forever, but they've also like had to adapt their messaging. They've had to create new flavors, right? Like Coke Zero and Diet Coke. And they also have taken on and uh, accumulated and acquired other beverage brands, right? So there's, and we don't sit there and say, oh, like Coca-Cola must be having a tough time with sales because they just acquired this flavored water company. It's like, literally nobody cares. Nobody is thinking that nobody is concerned really. They're just like, Oh, okay. now they own this flavored water beverage situation. Right. And so I want to encourage you that if you're pivoting that 
congratulations, you're still in the game. You know, like that is, that is a part of it and it should be encouraged. It should be celebrated and to not take it to heart because everybody has had to do it. Dare I say everybody has had to do it. And that's what people do if they want to stay in the entrepreneurial game. Okay. Number two, the second kind of business mindset I've had to adapt is that change is inevitable. (laughs) So don't get frustrated every time something changes because you literally will be frustrated every single day. This is coming from somebody who is fairly high anxiety and doesn't like change and likes routine, right? So much so that, you know, even when my husband parks my car, I get irked because I like my steering wheel to say Jeep, you know, and he apparently likes my steering wheel to say Peach, right? And I'm like, how hard is this? But nonetheless, change is something that I don't do well with. And actually my husband Marcus and I did a a date of our strength finders in our, my husband and I's last strength is adaptability, which I feel like I actually am pretty decent at, but I feel like it depends on the day. (laughs) It depends on the day folks. So I've had to become better and better at change and like expect it almost and not get so wrapped up in the plan going according to plan or things being the way that I absolutely want them to be or have them to be or whatever. And so it just can get really exhausting, to be honest, if you get frustrated every time there's change, right? There's a period of my Instagram that was driving me a little bonkers because it just felt like nobody was paying attention and nothing was working. And I'm like, what in the his a? Uh, as somebody who enjoys Instagram and like, you know, has built a, a decent sized audience there. And it just was feeling like not fun anymore because I'm like, what the heck is the point if nobody is talking to me and nobody's enjoying my stuff? Like, why am I here? Right. But I just had to realize, okay, the change is inevitable. It's just, you know, the algorithm is resetting. So try some different stuff and it's been fun. And I've tried like carousels and I took away my nine grid on the, on my Instagram. I've been playing around. Everyone's like, Oh my gosh, what's happening. You took away the nine grid. I was like, please do not uh, pay attention to me right now. I am testing. (laughs) And so this is not me saying that the nine grid is dead or that you shouldn't have a nine grid. Just let me do some testing and I'll come back to you. Right. So anywho, I, I wouldn't say I, like fully embrace change. However, I, I'm not as whiplashed around change as I used to be. It used to really, really rock my world. And I think that when you, uh, I don't want to say like become a, a big company or anything. Cause that's not, I, I've never had a big company. I think that when, you know, the, at the height of, just like business and everything at the beginning of 2022, when I had, I don't even know, like 18 team members, like there was change every hour at that point, because there was something going on with every single person. There was something going on with, you know, the clients that we had and it was a lot. And so 
I had to just be okay with the fact that change was all around me all the time. And I better get comfortable because this is what it is. And while change still happens, you know, now in the the simpler build out of our business, it just, it's, it's a different kind of change, right? So I want to encourage you, change is inevitable. <laughs> and, you know, if you're somebody that is a recovering perfectionist like me, or you have slight OCD like me, or like actually, and then if you also, you know, struggle with high anxiety like I do, I get it. Change does not feel like your friend. And like, I try to have a really positive outlook and know that everything that's happening for, to me or whatever is for me and is for the betterment of everyone involved. And if I don't believe that, then, you know, that's, that's where it can kind of feel crappy. And then the third business thingamabob or not even mantra, but just mentality that I've had to adapt is to understand that like a day, a week, or even a season isn't going to make or break your business. And it could, right? It has the capacity to, but it doesn't have to. And so what I find refreshing about that is that like, again, I have this really intense, I don't know, thought that it's just like, okay, if I set that this is when something has to happen, it has to happen then or else it's a problem or else it's a negative or else I failed. And so, and that was when I was really in the height of my perfectionism era and whatnot. So I have really worked on that now. And so I just realized like, you know, things are not going to go the way I would like for them to go. And instead of thinking that it's game over, I just think of, okay, it's actually going to be better because again, maybe just now was not the right timing. And so instead of me thinking that again, it was for the negative of my business, I actually say it was for the positive, whether I know that to be true or not, it doesn't really matter. But for me, I just make sure that if I need another day, I do another day. If I need another week, I do another week. It's all about communication. It's all about ensuring that that you are figuring out the kindest and best way to cr- come up with a solution of some sort. And I think that with a lot of business owners, you know, I have a lot of like patience and grace around that stuff because I get it. Right. And I recognize when life is lifing. I recognize when there's, there's tough days ahead and behind and currently. And so I just, I, I don't really sweat when there's just not the ability to stick to a deadline. And that has also allowed me to understand that like I'm in this for the long haul and I didn't build a business to be broken in a day or a week. And I have gotten myself through all sorts of shenanigans since day one of my business. 
And so I will continue to figure it out through and through. And so I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you if you are somebody who is looking to sustain your business long-term and are thinking like, golly gee, like it would be nice to be out of whatever season it is that you're in right now. And to know that, no, you know, one, you're not alone. And two, that there are ways for you to start thinking differently about your business to believe that your business is going to be there for the long term instead of the mentality that a lot of people have around like, well, if this one thing doesn't work, then my business is going to go down in flames, right? Um, I don't, I don't think I've ever had that mentality because, you know, even before I was married with Marcus, it's like, my business has been my livelihood. Like, you know, like there have been weeks where I'm eating soup, you know, um, from a can, like figuring it out, eating celery, um, you know, because that's just what I had to do. And I did that because I believed that this is a season. Am I going to be eating soup or celery for the rest of my life? No. However, in this season, I'm going to have to, because I am, (laughs) you know, low on the funsicles. And so instead of, again, allowing my current circumstances to define me or define, you know, the long-termness of my business, I absolutely see things as seasons. And so I encourage you, if you're pivoting or changing or trying to figure out better timing for things, that this is a season and you've gotten through every season in your business thus far. And if you are somebody who wants to be long-term in your business and wants to stick around, then I encourage you and empower you to really embrace the entrepreneurial endurance and allow for the rest, allow for the pivots, allow for the change and allow for the experimenting because experimenting is one of those things that I don't think a lot of people want to embrace because it means it could fail like on purpose. And listen, I am testing and failing all sorts of which ways. And the faster I can fail, the faster I'm going to get closer to the success, you know? And so I don't view it as so detrimental now. I see it as just a part of getting closer to the success, right? So, all right. So now that we're at the end of the episode and I have told you exactly what I wanted to tell you, uh, I'll tell you a little bonus about um, when I knew Marcus was the one. So, Marcus and I were very intentional in dating. Marcus is my husband. And he he's 11 years older than me also, just so you're aware. And so we were dating. We weren't even exclusive at the time. We had been dating for maybe a month. Uh, it's funny. I have a really extensive timeline on my notes app on my phone, but I am refusing to open it because that's just going to take me down a whole other rabbit hole. And so... Uh, yeah, it was exactly a month and I was, for some reason, there was like a leak in my townhome. Water was coming into my, uh, into my bathroom and I was like, great, 
Like, I don't even know how to deal with this. Now I have to have these random dudes in my house, you know, because you have to have plumbers or whoever come. And I was talking to Marcus about it. And he was like, well, let me take care of it for you. And when he said this, I was like, okay, so when this man says, I'm going to take care of that for you in his head, that means I'm going to look up some numbers and send them to you. And yet I still have to do everything. (laughs) That was a thought process. So I was like, sure. Yeah, that's fine. Like you can give me some names or whatever. He's like, no, like I've got a guy that I could bring over um, to handle this. Like what time works for you tomorrow? I'm like, what is happening? What is occurring right now? And I was like, I mean, anytime, because I work from home. So just let me know when you want to come over, I guess. And I think that was maybe the first or maybe second time he'd been in my home. And he was like, great. And came back an hour later, said, all right, the guys can come from 10 to noon. They're going to bring all the stuff. It's going to be fine. Like, and I'll come be there with you. So that way, like, you feel good. And like, you aren't freaked out by random strange men in your house. I'm thinking to myself, what is going on? Like, he actually took this off my plane? Okay, like, I'm digging this, I'm digging this. And so, next day he comes over, and it was so cute. Um, he came with with the guys, the, the two um, guys who were going to fix the ceiling and the water leak and everything. And he also had brought a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle and first of all it was a very difficult thousand piece jigsaw puzzle which i don't think he understood but that's okay um and he's like hey well you know i know that you love to puzzle so i brought a puzzle for while we wait for your ceiling to get done and i just look at him (laughs) and in my mind i'm like if there was a ring in this puzzle box right now And this man proposed to me, mind you, we haven't even kissed yet. We have not even kissed yet. If this man has a ring box in this jigsaw puzzle and he wants to propose to me, I'm pretty sure I will say yes. Like I'm like, I'm going to say yes. (laughs) There was no ring in uh, that puzzle box. However, he did incorporate puzzles in our proposal, which again is a whole nother story. But uh, yeah, so that, that was the moment that I knew like this man just came over here took all of this off my plate, made sure that I felt safe, thought about, you know, what we could do while we were waiting for my stuff to be done. I'm done. Like, and I need to pay attention to this man. And like, he has got to be my person because I just can't even fathom anybody else ever being this wonderful. And here we are married (laughs) five years later. Uh, But uh, I share that story I don't really know. Like, I don't even remember what the whole point of it was at the very beginning of this episode when I mentioned it, but that'd be fun to end the episode in a little, a little funny story of, of, oh, it was about endurance, right. And actually sticking around, um, in relationships. So, uh, so yeah, I'm in the long haul with Marcus for sure. Uh, so hopefully you enjoyed this episode. It gave you some encouragement and I look forward to talking with you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram for daily advice or LinkedIn if that's more of your jam. Let me know if anything resonated with you by DMing me or tagging me in stories. 